Hello, and welcome to another episode of I'm Sorry, I Can't, Don't Hate Me, the Sex and the City Review Podcast. Every week, me, Kristen, and my co-host Megan get together and review an episode from the original series. If you're curious about our title and you're not familiar with the Sex and the City series, or maybe you just don't remember, it's a reference to one of my personal favorite story arcs where Carrie gets broken up via post-it note. And I like to think that it's also a little bit of an apology because Megan and I decided to do this podcast two weeks ago and here it is. So we don't really know what we're doing. So apologies in advance. This week, we will be recapping and discussing season one, episode two, titled Models and Mortals. I really want to call it Of Models and Mortals, but this episode was not that creative. Friendly reminder that we will be going deep into this episode and there will be 100% spoilers. So if you haven't seen the episode before, we suggest you stop now, watch the episode, and then get back into it because you're definitely going to want to discuss this one. And before we kick off, uh, Megan, how are you doing? What were your highs and lows? this week and was there a character that you were channeling all right well i am doing pretty well actually overall good week um I, good. I don't have any like specific highs but i would say just generally i was feeling i don't know i had like a good i don't know good sense of things and was feeling really good and positive um so you know that's a little bit general it's not a specific thing but oh. that is the high for the week that my is a good high. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. My low for the week. Get ready for this. Buckle up. I'm back on the dating apps, as you know. Ooh. And I saw I my ex on there. But I don't think they're active on it because I found out that Hinge still shows you like old profiles, like that are inactive. It was a shock, though, a shock to the system. Yeah. It's fine. We're over it. It was like just like a one, like a 30 second kind of like thing. Yeah. And the thing, the other thing is that um, I've been, I've been like swiping a bunch lately, just like, you know, just trying to, I'm not really like looking for anything serious right now, but just like getting back out there. And he was like one of the last people to pop up before it said there was like no one else in my area. <laughs> wow. Okay. Going Based hard. on my specifications, I'm like, do you oh. like this guy? No. And he's probably no, like, just like they show you the inactive ones once you've like already like said you don't like the active ones. I mean, it's tough out here. It's like huffing season. So a bunch of people are already paired up for the, for the winter. Um, is that how it works that everyone like breaks up before Christmas and then gets together like after Christmas? So I think what usually happens this year was an anomaly. So many people broke up right before Christmas this year. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of people broke up before the holidays and I think the plan, like in Chicago, just what from what I've heard from other folks, is that because it's so cold here in the winter, that you usually um, find your kind of like person, like October, November timeframe, and then you keep them around until like about March. And that's when the breakups happen. 
and the dating becomes good again. So, you know, I really think March will be my time. Anyway, enough about me. Kristen, how was your week? Oh, wait, you know what I didn't do? My character this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I was Carrie this week. Um, and the reason I say that is because it was a really big, just like busy work week for me. Um, like not in a bad way for the most part. Like, I don't know. I've, I've had a renewed sense of, I guess, purpose, if you will, for work recently. So Carrie's the only one I have seen work so far in this show. <laughs> that is true. And her work is just getting gossip from her friends and going to the hottest anything. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm channeling Carrie this week because it was nice. a professionally driven week. Oh, I like that. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Kristen, how was your week? What were your highs and lows? And what character were we channeling? Um, so my highs were few and far between this week. It wasn't really a bad week. It was just an unremarkable week. Kind of like um, net neutral. Yeah. So my highs were definitely one of my, I have two cats. They're both brothers. They're feral. One is domesticated. The other one is semi-domesticated. Um, but we made a lot of progress this week. He nice. lets me touch his nose and he's just, he's just awesome. So props to werewolf for being my high of the week. Love and that for him. Me too. I love him. And I love that for you also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my lows for the week post new year's, I thought there was a high chance that I was going to catch COVID. So I stayed in for the whole week. I went out once to get groceries. My plan was on Friday to take a COVID test. Um, so like Christmas morning, I woke up, I took it negative, felt fine. Okay. I beat the odds somehow. Monday morning, I woke up feeling sick. Like my throat hurt, my like sinuses hurt still negative I don't think I had COVID but somehow I got sick in the past week without going outside or doing anything so it's kind of the worst of both worlds oh, no um which I mean so that's why it was an unremarkable week I didn't really do that much except try and pet my cats fair enough um, um. but I think this week I am channeling Charlotte and I'm going with Charlotte because my husband, Mitch, had a lot of work drama this week. And I was being very supportive to him, which also means I was cooking dinner and attempting to clean the apartment and doing a lot of wifely domestic things, which I normally do not do. Um, so I think I'm just, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte, the homemaker this week. All right. You know, sometimes it just ends up being like that. Um, well, that's why we pick a different one every week. I mean, we don't have to pick a different one every week, but we can pick a different one every week yeah. because we're multidimensional humans. We are. We can be, we can be four women from a TV show all in one. Exactly. <laughs> and only those it. four women. <laughs> 
you know, only those four women, but like you can be all four of them. <laughs> but you can have traits of all four. That's feminism, exactly. baby. <laughs> Amazing. That feminism, baby. Love that. Cool. All right. Well, I think why don't we go ahead and jump in to the recap for the week? Oh, okay. Models and mayhem. Kristen. Models and mayhem. Oh no. That- oh my gosh. Models. Models, mortals and models, models and mortals. Models and mortals. Oh my God. I knew I was going to say models and mayhem because it was like what I was thinking every time I watched it. That would be a better title or of models and mortals would be a better title. I don't like this title. I do not like this episode, Um, but we're going to get into the summary. Yes. Yes. Pardon my um, incorrect name. I also incorrectly called um skipper scooter twice last week so this is just me as a person you guys should know this now i am horrific with names and to be fair this episode doesn't deserve you remembering their name so you will you'll see okay anyway Kristen, it's all you. So summary, we open with Carrie writing about her friend Miranda at a dinner party. So Miranda is at a dinner party on a first date, which is interesting, um, with two other couples and they're playing a game where they talk about what old time movie star, live or dead, they would sleep with. And they go around and Miranda's being charming and funny. And then she finds out talking to the ladies in the kitchen afterwards that they had to have an intervention with their friend, her date, because he only dates models. And the models can't play this game because they are too stupid to know any old movie stars. And I guess we're led to believe that this couple plays this game and says the exact same answers every dinner party, which sounds really lame. But Carrie goes off and explains what a modelizer is in New York City. There are men that only date models and models are just beautiful and run wild like animals (laughs) in New York City. It's like a safari. Um, Yeah. Sorry to cut in. There was a lot of just like referencing the models as like animals. As creatures. We'll we'll get into it in the commentary. Yeah. We I think you already see. I think you already see where we're going here. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is not subtle. So then we cut to the girls having dinner and talking about how they feel inferior to models, and the the standard of beauty for women is so high, and it's tough because if a plain guy like Miranda's date only dates models, what hope is there for the quote unquote regular women who are still beautiful actors? Um, so then Carrie can't help but wonder how powerful was beauty. So then we cut to the talking heads of the models. This is my laugh of the episode where there was one model who said that she reads, she'll take a magazine and read it to cover to cover. And I thought that was very yeah. funny because I've, I've met people like that before. And it, that was pretty cute. <laughs> I think she said she was very literary, actually. <laughs> She reads Take a magazine, magazine down and read the whole thing. People do consider that reading. <laughs> um, so then we go to Carrie and she's with her friend Barkley, the artist, in his Soho loft, uh, even though he has never sold the painting and he's making horrible paintings. 
Um, he is a terrible person and he's talking to Carrie about how he only dates models. He's a modelizer because he loves beauty. And then he says, Carrie, look at this. And he has a bunch of TVs set up in like kind of a TV wall. And he puts on his homemade porn that he's recorded himself having sex with models and at different angles, they're unaware that this happened. And he's proudly showing Carrie his great art. And she says, Terrific. That's terrific. Can I get a light? Instead of I'm calling the police, this is a crime. Um, but she smokes a cigarette and I guess is kind of into it. Like, I guess the idea is she's supposed to be kind of horrified, but also like, hey, what can you do? So yeah. that's that scene. Mm-hmm. Cut to, Again, we will come back to that. We will come back very to much it. so. <laughs> Um, cut to Carrie now hanging out with her friend Skipper again and he is opining about how much he loves Miranda and their date was so amazing but Miranda just won't call him back and he's called her dozens of times and left all these messages and he is just the epitome of a toxic incel yeah yeah he takes out his phone and says here when I'm with you, I'm going to call her again. So he calls her and hands the phone to Carrie to like force her to get Miranda to answer the phone. But luckily, Miranda's not home. But he leaves and, a voicemail. But he leaves another voicemail. He's stalking her. So then cut to <laughs> Carrie at a fashion show with her friend Stanford. And I did this time make a note of Stanford shirt. Pretty terrible. Yeah, ugly. Terrible. Suit color too. Oh, yeah, not a good look. Get it together, my friend. And Stanford has a client in this fashion show that he is in love with, like not even low key, high key in love with. And the model's name is Derek, quote unquote, the Bone. So I will be referring to him as the bone for the majority of this episode because I don't know why they do that. I'm gonna call him Derek, but But you go ahead and call him. The bone is wearing like black, plain black. Um, what would you call those? Like men's kind of boxer briefs. Boxer briefs, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "This is what I'm wearing for the runway." And we're like, "Wow, so scandalous." So then they go out to the runway where Samantha is sitting front row and right behind them, Barclay, Barclay is also sitting and Samantha's kind of feeling him. And then we watch a terrible runway show where there's inexplicably a man wearing boxer briefs walking down the runway. <laughs> I don't get it, but I mean, I, I guess that was 90s style. I don't know unclear it was it was it was unclear that didn't seem like high fashion to me I was thinking maybe that was a a budget move and speaking of budget actually uh, I actually have some insight into that Um, I can't wait once we once we get um once we get to the research part continue though I can't wait so Barkley invites them to the after party um, and this is the hottest runway show in New York at the time. Their after party is at a very divey dive bar, but I guess that's Which New York in the weird. 90s. I guess it's, that's a 90s thing. I don't know. Not I gonna, don't know. 
it was a little have. weird. But I'm Harry expecting. is like comedically eating these like cheese puffs off of a plate. She's like shoving Sweet them in her mouth. Sweet potato puffs. Sweet potato so puffs. Gross. And she's just like, nom, 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 nom. These dive bar sweet potato puffs are delicious. When who walks by but Mr. Big? Of course. And he's like, hey there, how's your writing? And then they talk about how he has read her column and he thinks it's cute, which she's clearly kind of insulted by, but he doesn't care. He doubles down and it's like, yeah, cute. And then... She talks about how she's researching modelizers and he says, oh, I think they're lucky. Um, she makes some comment like, oh, wouldn't you get bored? But then lo and behold, his date shows up and she was a model on the runway and they leave together and Carrie is just so not like other girls. So then Carrie turns around and she sees Samantha and Barkley are hooking up and she finally says to Samantha, like, dude, this guy tapes women who he has sex oh and part of the reason why samantha was so into him is because carrie said he only has sex with models and samantha's still on this thing about being as hot as a model so without being as dumb as the model yeah but she what does she say she says she's like a model who took the high road is what i think she says exactly yeah so yeah so she wants to get with this guy to prove to herself that she's hot as a model but then Carrie's like no he tapes it and Samantha is into it so I mean I guess good for Samantha and at least Carrie told her because I was really worried that she wasn't going to say anything Uh Uh um so then Carrie goes to leave and the bone shows up (laughs) and wants to get in a cab and go home with her because the party is just too loud and he is too sensitive. So they go back to her place. They have a glass of wine. He talks about how he has these deep thoughts, but it's too hard to write them down. And he really envies her. And he wants to just become a cop in, where did he say, Idaho? Iowa. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. He wants to go yeah. to Iowa and become a cop. And I think he was from Iowa, Iowa was the other piece. I don't oh, think yeah. it was just, <laughs> I don't uh, think he just randomly wanted to go to he, Iowa. No offense, Iowa. Yeah, but so he's just a simple guy. They both fall asleep in bed platonically. The next morning, Stanford calls Carrie and is like, have you seen the bone? (laughs) AKA Derek. And she was like, yeah, he's right here, but we didn't bone. I don't really get what the point of that was supposed to be, but I guess it was cute that they found friendship. Mm Um, so meanwhile, Miranda is going to a bodega to buy some cat food and getting accosted by a the- single can of cat food, by yeah. the way, which seems very impractical as a cat owner. Yeah. I mean, you wanna... sometimes you run out in between, but then again, that's this is before like Chewy, so you're not getting your food delivered. So is she just buying a single can of cat food every yeah, night? Like- do you just want to like buy like a seven pack or something yeah I don't know well well, the guy behind the counter thought the same because he was like just that and then guess who's there it's Skipper and Skipper Skipper. tells her that oh gosh I don't remember I didn't write it down oh I know what he says he tells her that he thinks that she's luminous luminous is a really good compliment well it but works. he's a creep because <laughs> she's like 
don't buy that cereal. I've got cereal at my place. Wink, wink. And then they leave together. And yes. it's going to be the best night of Scooper's life, I think. Um, Probably. And then the last scene, we have Carrie. She says that she writes, she tells Mr. Big at the party that she writes sometimes at her apartment and sometimes at this coffee shop. She is clearly in a diner. That is, there is a man behind her eating soup. That is a diner mm-hmm. that she is in, a very crowded diner. She's using up important table space, but Mr. Big appears out of nowhere and he's like, hey, Carrie. And she says, hey. And then they, he kind of does a little flirt, but not really. And then he leaves. And well, that he is tells the- her. He tells her um, that he wanted to talk to her about her article. And basically, he says there's like a ton of beautiful women in New York. But at the end of the day, what men really want is a woman to make them laugh. And then he leaves. Yeah. 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 I mean, he jumped in for like 30 seconds. He probably wasn't wasn't even there a full minute. He was basically like the undertones you're not hot like Amala but you make me laugh and then he leaves and she is charmed by that and that is the end of this episode oh, so many thoughts uh the research for this week uh this episode aired June 14th 1998 um I was trying to find like review scores um but Metacritic was being unclear like it says for the season that the score was like 52 or something like that like critic score but then you click into the episode and it says 64 but then you click into every episode and they all say 64 which can't be right um so unclear I am unable to give us ratings for this show but um this episode was directed by Allison McLean um, she is a Canadian slash New Zealander director. She's mainly directed like music videos, short films, and like a few TV episodes. Yeah, but she's a big guess TV what, person. Um, guess what music video? I, I mean, you won't guess. It's very... Um, Wait, no, give me a hint. Give me some clues. I want to I mean, it's like very, it's a very 90s song. Um, is it a guy band? It's a, it's a woman who sings it. Alanis Morissette. Like in the same vein, but not Alanis. Uh, she directed the music video Torn by <gasps> Natalie and Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that, but I know that video off the top of my head. Yeah. So that's like really, in my mind, all of the other stuff she had done, I was like, I've never heard of this. But then I saw that and I was like, amazing. She's that's an icon. So she directed the episode, Another The one. Derek Character. So apparently the Derek character is actually based on an actual model. Um, Is this this nickname the bone? No. Damn. Wait, did they actually say his nickname was the bone? Yes. Okay. She says, Carrie does her voiceover and she says Derek, AKA the bone. Somehow miss that, or I just like didn't even register it. So I was like, "Did you make this name up? Like, why are no. you?" It was just so weird. First of all, that's such a weird nickname, and they say it as they're like panning down to his crotch in these like yeah. underwear. So oh it's like, gosh, I know. Okay. Um. So 
This character was based off of Calvin Klein model, Michael Bergen. And apparently, uh, I know we talked about last week, there was actually a book that Sex and the City is based off of by Candace Bushnell. And she briefly dated Michael Bergen. And this is what I find particularly funny. Michael Bergen actually auditioned to play Derek because he was like, well, it's based on me. And they told him he was too old. Whoa. I know. But look him up. He honestly is still hot. So I think that was really rude of them. I mean, he's objectively symmetrical and attractive. It's not my thing, but he's objectively hot. But like, he's only 51 now. And like, it's 2022. So like, how fucking old was he in in 1998? Let me look. I need to look at this. Can you confirm how old he is? No, because I have to look at pictures of his speedo. <laughs> Go back to like the I'm doing not... this for research. Oh my gosh, was he in Baywatch? It looks like it. Kristen, just go back to all really quick. No. <laughs> and not just photos so I can see how old he is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll do this myself. <laughs> no, I can do it. I can do it. I got it. This is our first podcast night. He was born in 1969. Nice. So he was 29 years old when this episode came out. And they told him he was too old. Anyway, so that was so that was why, okay. The so you were like saying, like, I don't understand why he's like literally in boxer briefs. I think it was just because they like literally just wanted to bring this character into the show and he was an underwear model. And so they were like, whatever, he can be in this high fashion runway show in his like editorial underwear model clothes. (laughs) Because the scene is it's like the runway show, it's mostly women and they're wearing like various states of clothing yeah but it's fine but then all of a sudden we cut to him on the runway and he's just kind of crammed in there with the other women just like randomly wearing black boxer briefs mm-hmm. it's, uh, they really I mean there's a lot more that they could have done they could have but I, I think they just like were really desperate to like tie together like the whole model hate stuff and also show like a nice model so like maybe it didn't actually make sense but they were like well they're both like kind of models so like let's just push this together and make it happen even though it doesn't really make sense you know what I'm saying I just think that they didn't have a big budget for this episode (laughs) okay I mean let's just start from, start from the beginning Nick Wexler the sports agent uh who Miranda is on a date with. I mean, first of all, not to be disrespectful, but the dude is an uggo, and I don't know why he. Well, is I think that was the point that Miranda was horrified. If like this uggo that I wasn't really that into is sort of settling for me because he normally is dating models, like that's a huge insult. Yeah, there is. Were these like, models dating? I just feel like I don't personally know any sports agents, but I do. My brother in loves a sports agent. Oh, shit. I forgot. I do kind of know him. I've met him once. 
but generally speaking, I don't really know any sports agents, but they never come off well in TV shows and movies. They're always dirtbags. So also, like, I'm sure this was just, like, in Carrie's story for, like, hyperbolic effect, but, like, asking the same question every week like of course your friends are mad at you this is obnoxious they're tired of telling you that they want to fuck um what was it bing bing crosby Montgomery class like we don't need to do this every week this is not a fun game yeah it's also weird like why are you bringing a first date to a dinner party with your friends so I had to ask you like your thoughts on this because like I was kind of like, this is weird. But then I was like, well, maybe the other four are like coupled up. Like that wasn't even my impression. My impression was it was just four friends and it was two guys and two girls. But then I was like, the only way I would see asking a girl to go on a first date with like all of your friends is if they're all coupled up and like, you don't want to be the only single guy. What, what was your interpretation of this? I definitely thought this was like those other two couples were married and he's the single friend who they like, but they're like, yeah. you can't come by yourself. You have to bring a date because it's a, a couple's okay. thing. That must be it. Then. Cause I was and, just like, cause they were like the girls yeah. and the guys were separated. So I was like, Oh, they're, they're just friends or whatever. But I mean, you're probably right. Like, why else would... No, because they were separated in the kitchen and men don't help in the kitchen. I was going to bring that up. But they were... I thought they were separated at the table as well, but maybe it was just... Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think Um, think they were like, boy, girl, boy, girl. You're probably right. (laughs) That part is unimportant. I just wanted to get your take on it because I was like, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, it is weird. (laughs) it was weird regardless but I guess it's a little less weird if he's like the one single friend yeah so you touched on this before but like the fact that like it was only the women in the kitchen also this episode is like the first episode we see any characters that are like people of color yeah yeah the first episode and it might be the last (laughs) I don't think it's the last. I don't know. I mean, I, I truly don't know. Hopefully it's not the last, but I was like, oh, okay. We're finally seeing a little, a little something else here. But um, yeah, so that whole thing was weird. Props to Miranda for confronting him, honestly. I think she referred to herself as his intellectual beard. That was good. Which I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he deserved to be called out. So, like, props to her for that. Also, wait. I forgot to mention this before when they were in the kitchen. They were so rude about Miranda not being a model. Like, I know they meant it nicely, but they're like, oh, but you're so cool. obviously not a model. Guys, that's not nice. Yeah. The other thing that, so the next scene I think is what them, them having takeout at Carrie's apartment. I like that scene. I, I actually hated it. I did not. You like hated it. it? Okay. Wait, wait. So I liked it because I thought it was cute. I feel like, I don't know if I'm just in a different place in my life and friendships, but I feel like that was very much a thing of when I was in college, if one person said like, oh, I hate my hips. And somebody else had to say like, I'm 10 pounds overweight. And then if I was like, oh no, I'm happy with myself. They were all like, 
bitch. That's so toxic though. That's why I don't like that. It, it is, but I like that they were just like eating their dumplings and Chinese food in kind of like random seating in the apartment. That that just felt very like girlfriends on a Friday night, just kind of dishing about stuff. Still being toxic. I don't think they should be friends. I don't, but I thought that scene was authentic. I thought that was a realistic scene. Okay, why did you hate it? I hated that scene. So number one, them like doing this thing where like, I hate this and I hate that. And then they turn to Samantha and they're like, why don't you join this fucking pity party? I was like, this is so toxic and disgusting. Good for Samantha being like, you know, I am happy with my body and I don't have anything to complain about. I love that for her. But the fact that they were just like, oh my God. And then like Miranda made some nasty comment. Honestly, Miranda, I liked her like telling that guy off, but she was like too fucking extreme in like that. She she said all models should be shot on sight. She said, like, she said so many, like, really aggressive and, like, honestly, in my opinion, gross things. When Samantha said that she loved her body and wouldn't change anything, she, like, made a jab at her about, like, plastic surgery. And I was just like, this is gross. I don't like this at all. I don't know why you guys are friends with each other. And, you know, it's fine to, like, talk about things that you don't like about yourself. You know, if your friends want to kind of jump in and say the things that they're like right but to break the tension of you don't have anything that you like about yourself like instead they should have said wow that's really commendable I wish I had better yeah they were basically just like shaming her and I don't think it was I mean she looks really great but she also doesn't look plastic I mean maybe she had some work done at that point but she said not, that she didn't not. believe in plastic surgery yet. So the and implication was funny. that she didn't Yeah, it, I don't know. I just really didn't like that scene. And like initially, like going into this, like when Miranda told the guy off about, you know, being disgusting and like whatever else and using her as an intellectual beard, I was like, oh, Miranda's going to be the hero of this episode, in my opinion. And then she just got so nasty about like models, like the stereotypes. She said she wanted to, so the one I mentioned, all models should be shot on site. The other thing she said was like, whenever she sees, uh, they referenced some model whose name I can't remember. She was big in the nineties. She's like, yeah, whenever I see her, like I want- Oh, Christy Tarlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Oh yeah. She was a force feed her. Yeah, like very, just everything was very aggressive. And I was like, this is super off-putting. I Especially don't like from a very naturally thin woman. Like, yeah, clearly you're not. Okay. I mean, that would just seem like that was written up like, what do Midwestern women think? They think models are too thin. Oh, here's another thing she said. Uh, she called them giraffes with big breasts. Oh God, yes. The model models yeah. don't have notoriously don't have huge breasts. That's they really like, don't. And also, like I don't know. I only know one model, and she's a character. But I feel <laughs> like all of these modeling model stereotypes were like, I don't know. I didn't like I, that they were just like being so like hateful 
It felt like a lot of women on women hate this episode and that is what I did not like. Yeah. Okay, so they have that whole like dinner thing, which I think would have been cute if they weren't being so toxic, but I could not overlook the toxicity of it. The next scene is Carrie at Barclays studio. So the one thing I will say about this is that there are a ton of people in New York that are like this. They like live these like luxurious lives, but have never worked ever reportedly because they're kind of um, perfecting their craft. But the reality is of course that they have um, family money. Family money. um, I've known a few people like that in New York. It is a definitely a thing that, uh, I mean, it can happen anywhere, but I feel like LA and New York specifically like have a higher, oh, yeah. a yeah, higher I mean, proportion of those. If you're types. not living off your family money in LA or New York, what are you even doing with your life? What are you even doing? Like why even live off your family money? Oh, and get that trendy thinking? Soho law. Which yeah, I think exactly. now would be Williamsburg and actually now would probably be Bushwick Village. No, like oh. post-pandemic. Oh, a I lot see. of people I know that are artists have actually moved back into Manhattan. Right, because all the rental prices went down. Yeah, I mean, they'll be back in Bushwick in a year when they're leaving. Yeah, when the prices go back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't even know if I want to spend too much time I on the gonna say, stuff because, like, it's self-explanatory. This man is, like, literally recording these women without their consent which is gross. And I don't know. I looked I don't it think up. It, it's called unlawful surveillance. It is a crime. You could. I think he, it is he now, could be charged. But was it in the nineties? I don't know. You know, I tried to look up when that law, like that law, has been on the books for a while. But I think it's like one of those like revenge porn type of things that the courts didn't really take seriously. Yeah, because I, I, I would like still in, in recent years. There's definitely laws against it, but I was like not sure about the 90s. Um, well, what makes me annoyed about it is that Carrie sees this and she knows this, and she's not like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? But she also knows like Stanford and all like the hottest people at the hottest clubs. If you see something, say something, Carrie. Like, yeah, because you think models are dumb doesn't mean they deserve to be exploited like this. I know. Like, it just was, start the rumor. It was gross. Also, they did like a close up of his face in one of the videos, and he like winked. You have to winked at another point in this episode. And I was like, my dude, you gotta stop winking. It's gross. You're not as cute uh, as you think you are. And also, um, if you're makes me feel bad for the models in two ways because if you're like mugging for the camera while having sex <laughs> you're not focusing my dude <laughs> no not at all oh just gross just gross yeah, yeah. I don't really want to like delve into that piece no anymore. it really like, doesn't deserve it except it's that. gross it's like self-explanatory why it is a terrible scene and it didn't um, need to be in the episode. Like, it didn't really add anything. It didn't, except I, I guess, this is a leap, but this is what I'll say. I guess it was, like, to show that, like, Samantha's a little bit, like, sexually wild, that, like, she wanted to be filmed. 
Because, I mean, that's the thing with this whole show, right? I mean, from my interpretation of so far is, like, to make, you know, Samantha look like some sex-starved harlot that, like, will fuck anything that moves. Which yeah. is offensive and gross. And I think also why Kim Cattrall did not want to be a part of any of the reboot. Uh, cannot blame her. Um, okay, so then we've got Skipper again. Literally, this man is an incel. He's bad. Was, this is a bad scene. This this is not as like shocking as the previous scene with Barkley, but, but it's, it's just as gross because there are a lot of guys like this. But Carrie says, hold on, I wrote it down. She says, says, there's a curse on anyone's head who fixes up their friends. She knew in the last episode, she said, oh, Miranda's going to hate him. Like, stop acting like I thought that was going to be a lot. And now she's like, oh, I set up these two people who clearly aren't right for each other. And now it's like not going well. And now there's a curse. Like, poor me. Why are you making yourself the victim when you were just being a shitty friend to yeah. begin with? You were just, I don't know, playing with their emotions. We discussed last week. I don't know why she set them up. And now she's just like feeling sorry for herself. Funny. It's like funny to her. But like, you know, she should apologize to Miranda and say, I'm sorry I set you up with this incel. I know they didn't have that word, but with this guy who's stalking you. She needs to apologize. Yeah, playing the victim was gross. Honestly, this whole episode was gross. I only have like bad things to say about it, honestly. And I'm so sorry to our like two listeners, <laughs> if that. The two listeners being me and you. Um, um, <laughs> even Stanford is being creepy and weird. Like with Derek, so the model, he's, he's like his hands on him. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So that's all weird. And then, oh my God. So I was like all for Samantha for a bit. And then they're at the runway show. And she's like, oh, I like to sit in the front so I can point out the flaws of all the models. Yeah, I did not appreciate that comment. Oh, it was so gross. And she's literally like pointing at them and like, oh, look at that. Like, Samantha, like your insecurities are showing. I would have loved it if she was like, yeah, you can really appreciate the beauty from this angle it's all just like women hating women in this exactly it's wrong if you think that you look good it's wrong if you think that other women look good it's wrong to say okay you you do you I'm gonna do me like no none of that yeah we're we're you know carries the sex writer but also extremely judgy of other people's sex lives I know. Uh, but not I judgy know. enough of her weird friend who's a guy and what he's doing with his sex life because that's a crime. You know, this does not excuse it, but a product of the 90s. The thing that I guess, I don't like, maybe this is what they were trying to illustrate. I, honestly, I don't fucking know what they were trying to do with this episode. It was, all of it was gross. But I think, you know, at the beginning we see Samantha, she's like so confident, et cetera. And then like with this complex that she has about seeing the flaws of the models and like having to like, you know, treat Barkley as a conquest because she's not a model and he only right. sleeps with models. And then like being filmed because 
he only she films wanted models. the same consideration of models. Yeah, it's like they're so trying like, to be like, well, Samantha's actually not really proud of the way she looks either. Yeah, I think it was like meant to like show that like she also has insecurities, but yeah. I don't know. I, but not in a cute way, in like a, in a look at this dumb bitch. <laughs> in a toxic way. So oh, what did so you think? Fun. I in my head, I was trying to swap models and supermodel in the 90s was a thing. So mm-hmm. I was in my head being like, okay, this is like a guy who'd only date like influencers like if you weren't on the bachelor then like <laughs> I'm not gonna date you but I just felt like it was I mean it was I guess overstated it goes, like I don't know any guys like that I you have the I, one guy maybe, that you told me about but maybe it was different in New York in the 90s because of the people who were there yeah. that like that really was the thing but I I don't really believe it it's yeah. just this weird it, it's definitely like one of my notes here is just like the whole thing is overstated like I'm sure there's someone that is like that but like uh, I, I don't think that like that is a regular occurrence like even I, with like my guy friends that I know, none of them are like, oh, I only date influencers or I only date models. Right, right. Um, The only credit I'm giving Carrie this episode is that she warned Samantha about the video. The last, I mean, at the runway show, she's like, he only dates models. And to me, that's giving her a severe enough warning. Yeah. And then it's like, at the last minute, then she does tell her so I I guess points for not being a total terrible friend but yeah um I thought the Derek stuff was like kind of cute I feel like that's the only part of the episode that I did not a hundred percent hate although she was smoking a cigarette in her bed and I was like ma'am that is number one (laughs) gross and number two like a fire hazard don't well, episode one was a love story to cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I was, I did was less cigarettes this time. But... There was way less cigarettes this time. Yeah. Um, but they did have that one smoking scene. Mm-hmm. And I did clock it. It's like, okay, we got to have a, a cool cigarette scene. It yeah. really is like <laughs> over Christmas, uh, Mitch and I drove back to New York City from his parents house in South Carolina and we were driving through the night and then he was like I'm tired we need to pull over so I pulled up an app and was looking for you know like a Hampton Inn or something they were mm-hmm. all sold out because this is the weekend after Christmas all right um, so actually it was a Wednesday after Christmas I was really surprised but nonetheless all sold out so like, a lot more people we can, driving we can drive 20 to 30 minutes out of our way to go to a hotel or we can stay at this super eight for literally 45 dollars <laughs> so we're like he's exhausted i'm just like wait you did to- tell me this i think so we stayed at the super yeah. eight shout out to super eight and i have like booked it online and we get there and i go to check in and the woman is super nice but she's like just so you know we only have smoking rooms available. 
So I'm like, that's doesn't fine. matter. It's super eight. That's Everyone's fine. Like, around. it's fine. I just like, I, I looked at the reviews. I just hope I don't catch bed bugs. I'm not going to bring anything in. So we go into the room. Like I brushed my teeth with water because I couldn't find the toothpaste. And I was like, I'm not touching anything. This room smelled so disgusting. Sure. Like I remember the smell from like motels of my childhood because in the eighties, that was much more of a thing. But even the 90s, I remember that being even thing. the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. This is what Carrie's apartment smells like. <laughs> it has to. Like, it has to. Smoking in her bed, like, uh, like, you know, smoking in your apartment is bad enough, but like in your bed, I don't know about you, in bed. but the bed, is a, the bed is a sacred place. Yeah. You can be smoking in it. The bed is for sleeping and eating only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> sleeping eating and like maybe adult activities anyway <laughs> I thought that that was probably the best scene in the entire show or episode I mean he's not my type but like I could, why, I could see why he was endearing you know he was like hot but also kind of nice what did um, you think about nose, yeah cute. that was cute what do you mm-hmm. think about his level of chest hair not enough Ooh, okay i like it i like a hairy no. chest if i'm being honest i mean i do as well i think i think that was about the right amount i feel like nowadays they would probably have like a smooth wax chest for a male oh, model yeah. there's that's no way that a male model now would have chest hair and, and that's actually, really a shame yeah, I actually thought about that and I was like, well, I actually like that he has it, but I I don't know. I like a hairy chest. I don't know what to well, say. Somewhere there's a cop in <laughs> Iowa. Just waiting for me. Just I waiting. So far away. <laughs> Just waiting to impregnate you. <laughs> oh my God, please. Anything but that. <laughs> uh, <better> stay away. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So moving on to the skipper bodega scene, obviously hated it, but mm-hmm. I I have to say he's a creep. Does not make it okay. The luminous compliment was good. I was like, oh. I maybe would have fallen for that. Wow. I mean, I, that's because, you know, I just have like my own ego. I have to feel no, like I'm the most beautiful person ever. Um, <laughs> no I like that that's good insight I might have I might have fallen for it I well probably not these days but when I was younger for sure I was I was easily charmed before I realized all charming men are con artists how um, old do we think Skipper Miranda is no we know Skipper is younger like uh, how old Miranda? is like she 35 I don't think Remember? quite that old. The last episode, like she was having a birthday. And she 30 was something, something, they said. I feel like 32. Oh, my God. I think 32 is how old she's supposed to be. Just a child. Just a child. <laughs> Just a young wit. I think Carrie, Carrie's like a fresh 30, 31. I know Samantha is the oldest. but Yeah, she's probably like 38 or 39. And well, that's why she's the best character because she's the, she's the oldest. The oldest and the wisest. Although this episode did not do a lot of favors for her, to be honest. 
So also, the cat food shame at the bodega. Can yeah. we live? Can us cat ladies live? Come well, on. He was he was agreeing. He was like just one, just the one can. No, I I read that differently. I read that as like oh another cat lady just buying cat food. Oh, I was reading really... it like. Like he was implying she was like an old spinster with her cat. This is something that I really want you to pay attention to because you're a single, successful, competent woman. And I feel like this show really drives home that like every time Miranda tries to do anything, they're always like, without a man? And I'm just curious yes. if that's, I'm, I'm curious for your take of it, that, how that's your experience. I actually can't say that I have experienced that too much. I, even remember I just, when I was younger thinking this is a bit much but there there's a couple more examples that'll come up that are like yeah I yeah. I've really not experienced that so much like the only times I have have been when I've been like in different countries but I don't think I mean part of it oh, was probably because I was like a woman but like part of it was probably also like I stood out like a sore thumb and they're like why is she here by herself uh, but no, I've not really had that experience too much. And, you know, maybe it's just different times, but I, I don't know yeah. if I think about it. I'm sure something like that has happened, but like nothing that stands out in my mind. Don't get me wrong. The patriarchy is very much alive yeah. and full force, but I have not been impacted in that way. The thing that I am also starting to see, and listen, we're only two episodes in, it could turn around. They just make Miranda so fucking bitter. And that to me is already getting old. Like she's a bitter single woman. And it's like, I do not blame. Um, oh my God, what's the actress's name? I'm blanking. Cynthia Nixon. Uh, Cynthia Nixon. I don't blame Cynthia Nixon. I blame the writers. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that she was in the Sex and the City reboot because that kind of was hoping she would like run for another I think governor was a little too big for her but um I follow her on Twitter I really like Cynthia Nixon but they make this Miranda character terrible and I I thought going in that she would be my favorite but I really am just like I am curious I am as well I hope that it gets better because like I sympathize with most of the that she's saying like yeah it is incredibly frustrating being a single woman of a certain age in New York and I get that but I just hate how bitter they make her look well like something that Mitch brought up when he just saw like a bit of the show he's like wait there are four of them and I was like yeah of course I do think there were he thought there were three because he had no idea who Charlotte was and he was like, why have, I, why have I never heard of Charlotte? And Charlotte is only in the dinner scene. I know. Episode. And but it's she was, funny. This is going to come back around. You wait and see. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch, I'm really, she's the one I'm most curious to watch because I'm not sure if she is also terrible or if she is just the sensitive romantic one who's just thrust with into a friend group with these other terrible women yeah I mean I have to say so far I am not really wild about any of these characters Mm -hmm. um so I'm really hoping that that improves 
Yeah, I think all, so this is kind of wrapping up like my thoughts and notes. Um, Definitely feel free to, you know, add in more. All of the model hate and stereotypes was just like gross. Uh, I think this is kind of like tying into like our themes, right? Like what was problematic? We've kind of touched on all that already, but all of the model hate and just like woman on woman hate was gross. Um, you know, expecting just like your friend to talk badly about herself to like make you feel better was gross. Mm -hmm. Not respecting boundaries was gross. Barkley filming people, which is literally a crime, was gross. Samantha spotting the flaws of the models was gross. All of the women being in the kitchen at the dinner party was gross. It was just a true shitstorm of grossness, I have to say. Just a fun, gross episode. Oh, man. And I watched this twice. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I hated it both times. But got to do it for the pod. What did you think about the fashion in this episode? There were a couple standouts for me. I so this is the first episode. Um, I forget the fashion designer's name, but this is the first P- Patricia Fields episode. Uh-huh. I don't know what was going on with the fashion show. That was just weird. I mean, I assume that was a budget thing, um, but. I liked the looks. I like Carrie's looks a lot. She was wearing like the crop high water pants when she was having her uh-huh. little party at her apartment. Um, that's definitely a look I was into at that time. Oh, yeah. Like, the tube top. She was the, wearing a tube top at one point. Yeah. She's wearing like the black tube dress with the necklace that she kind of did like wrapped around, but then also draped like long on her body. I thought that was like a cute kind of. That's like the sort of thing you would think that a stylish person who wasn't super rich would do. And that's sort of her vibe. So I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I didn't really notice any of the other outfits in this one. Um, There were a couple standouts for me. So I did like the black kind of like tube dress. It was very of the 90s. And like, even as a child in the 90s, I think I've told you this story. I was like always asking my mom for a tube top and she was like, no, that's absurd. And I was like, mom, how will Lance Bass from NSYNC ever love me if I don't have a tube top? And as you I already did not know, know this were, about you. I never told you this. No. This um, as you already know, there were a couple of reasons why Lance Bass was never going to love me. So I did like the tube top or the tube dress. Um, she was wearing that fur coat though at the end. And I was like, nope, we don't like that. We don't like fur. Um, and then obviously we've already talked about Stanford's just hideous suit, truly just vile. Um, and then Samantha had that shirt at the runway show. It was like a green, like V-neck situation. And then there was like feather, um, like black feathers around it. I thought that was fun, but a little much. <laughs> yeah, anything with feathers. I don't remember that look, but you had me at feathers. Yeah, uh, it was like the like really, you know, the like really thin feathers so that it looked almost like a fur lining, but it's actually feathers. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Mm, a little bit. I can picture it. Um, so that was fashion. What it, what about the hunks in this episode? I, mean, I think Derek was obviously the best. Derek the bone was my hunk. Um, I mean, <laughs> he was he was conventionally attractive. I liked his chest hair. He didn't really do anything for me, to be honest, though. Yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah, but compared to Skipper and Barkley and Nick yeah, I mean, Barkley, I couldn't tell you what that guy looks like. All he looks like is just a giant, like red flag. Yeah, I do crazy. not think Chris Noth, even before we knew what we knew, what we now know about him being a terrible person. I just I do not get that either. I think the idea is like he's a man with dark eyes and eyebrows. He's mysterious. So odd. Because I feel like even his body is like, what's going on? Like, I want to see him just like a t shirt and jeans because I bet it is not a good situation. It's not like a bad situation. No, but but he's always wearing like a suit and like a trench coat. What does he do on a cash day? Because I'm way more attracted to a guy when they're wearing just casual clothes versus a suit. That's not my thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, (laughs) I think we've already touched on all the problematic things. We've we've beaten that with the like. What's the (laughs) phrase? We've like beaten a dead horse. Beaten that dead horse. Yeah. Um, did you find anything that you like thought held true? The one thing I kind of was like, okay, that's kind of true. But like, again, it's a little bit exaggerated is just the impossible beauty standards that our culture promotes. But I think there's still obviously like a long ways to go, but it's gotten a lot better. Like most advertisements that like people our age are going to see on like Instagram and stuff, like it's pretty body positive and inclusive yeah but I yeah. think obviously like I think culturally that will always be a thing yeah I mean this episode and the model culture I think is kind of a time capsule mm-hmm. um the one thing that I can pull out is and I didn't mention it in my summary is kind of a footnote at the end where we see Miranda's dinner party date and mm-hmm. he's like coming out of the apartment and he's like frazzled and he says something about staying up all night to woo these models is killing him he's an old man at 35 or something Uh I do do think that that sort of maybe not even like models but just like a 35 year old guy who wants to date 20 somethings oh yeah who are like you know marginally employed like I've known people like that and they're just like burnt out all the time and (laughs) what are what are you doing with your life man yeah that's really interesting I don't feel like I really know anyone like that um so I would not have taken that away but that's interesting so I think it's time for our final thoughts for the week uh Kristen who did you think was the hero this week this episode was so problematic that I think Charlotte is the hero of the week by just knowing to stay away she is in one scene where they're all having dinner together she says i hate my thighs she's vulnerable she's out yeah that's the hero 
I, I, also, <laughs> I also agree. Um, Charlotte's kind of a hero by default this week because everyone else was so terrible. Um, yeah. I know that I'm sure her characters, maybe her character had a storyline and they just cut it. But I like to think that she saw the Barkley storyline and just peaced out. She was like, like, no, thank you. This is gross. I don't, I don't want to be part of this. I'm not going to yeah. in, in canonically not know that this ever happened with my friends. Yeah. Did you have any takeaways or anything that you learned this week? No. I mean, I learned that unlawful surveillance is a crime in the state of New York and okay. I further learned that Carrie's a pretty bad friend. Yeah, I mean, they're all bad friends. Um, My main takeaway was that I am glad that I do not live in the 90s anymore and that I was actually a child in the 90s so that a lot of this like woman on woman hate was like not super present in my life. Cause I do feel like that must've been something that was like bigger in the nineties. Like now I think um, there's much more solidarity between women. Like we've kind of like wised up and been like, Hey, we're not each other's enemies. It's the patriarchy. And so my takeaway was, man, I'm just glad that I was like a young child when this was all happening, because this is toxic and frightening how much these women hate each other. No, that is, it's so true it's something that I'm a sucker for in like media now is a strong female friendship mm-hmm. I, I'm always like okay this is a dumb stupid soap show that I'm watching but like the writing for these two women as being friends is actually really sweet and I like that and I even though this show was kind of revolutionary for its time that it was about 30 something women who like it's mainly based on their friendship they're they're very hateful towards other women and each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I guess I guess sex in the city had to crawl before, before. the good place could run <laughs> right right okay it's time for ratings for the week Ooh. My ratings for sex are literally in the negatives this episode because everything was horrific. Like any sex that was displayed in this episode was like, except for Samantha and that guy was like non-consensual videotaping. So for that, I know our scale is one to five, but it gets a negative five for me this week. Yeah, uh, I, I have wrote it down as negative one, but maybe it is negative five because oh, negative five for me. It's, it's definitely in the negatives. I was thinking the exact same thing. So you know, bad. Samantha, I feel like Miranda and Skipper are going to hook up, but she's going to regret was, that in the morning. Yeah, it was implicit that they hooked up and that was literally a result of like Skipper ignoring boundaries and like right. wearing it down, which is yeah. also gross. It is, yeah. it is really gross. And then that's gets a negative yeah. five for this week. Yeah. Uh, the city, you know, I was pretty net neutral this week. I'll give it a three because I had no strong feelings one way or the other. 
I mean, I love a good dive bar in New York. It just like didn't really feel like the right scene for what was happening. I think I'm also going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 3.5. It doesn't quite deserve a four, but I did like the different scenes where it was everybody having dinner at Carrie's apartment cut to her like an artist friend, even though he was horrible. It was like an interesting person. Then like having coffee with another friend, then like going to a fashion show. Like that was very New York. Like you can't in a lot of other cities, there's just a lot happening. And okay. so I thought that was that was cool. Um, but they don't right. really you it's not really that New York-y other than there's a lot of stuff happening and they live in apartments. So I'm going 3.5. All righty. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you all for joining us this week for another episode of sorry. I can't, don't hate me. I know, especially for me, there was a lot of hate for this episode this week. (laughs) I will try to make it my mission to be a little bit more positive in upcoming episodes, but this one was objectively bad. This was, I think this might be the low. Yeah, like beyond just my own personal distaste for things, this one was bad. Another great week. We're excited to do it again next week. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we now have an email. Sorry.i.can't.pod at gmail.com. And that's all we have for this week. Next week, we will be going over episode, uh, season one, episode three, Bay of Married Pigs. Oh my God. I know. know. That sounds promising. That sounds promising. I don't remember what episode that is. You've probably not seen it. Um, I definitely haven't, but I already have predictions based on like what that is, but I'm not going to go into all that. Anyway, we're really excited to join you all again next week and give you our thoughts. See you all next time. Bye.